Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Hi, Jen. Hi, Dan. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Welcome back to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. I am Dave, and that is Jen, and we're here to talk Christmas, because as you're hearing this, Halloween is over, which we're recording this actually on Halloween, but as you're hearing this on release day, it is Christmas time. Well, not yet, but Christmas is coming. Uh, Jen, 2023 has flown mm. by in a flurry, in a it snow has. flurry, in a McDonald's flurry. And, uh, you know, like a McDonald's blizzard machine, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah, well, Christmas is Christmas is here. So, Jen, how did you Disney this week? Uh, well, I mean, this weekend, I, I'm going to kind of utilize a little bit from, because last week I was traveling. I was down at the Earmark Owners Summit, and it was amazing. But as part of that, I got to experience the Moana journey of water for the first yes, time. Awesome. And it was just so fantastic. I mean, so I Disney by being in Disney and also by experiencing something new in Disney, which is not something I get to say all that so love it. So well, let's talk about that real quick. Journey of water uh, for the uninitiated. I mean, people might. I know a lot of people probably think this is a ride. What exactly is Journey of Water? You walk in, you're like, oh, let's do Moana's mm-hmm. Journey of Water. What do we? Yeah. Expect? What it? Are we getting soaked? What's happening? No. Now, I mean, you can get wet. That's definitely um, a possibility. But it is a brand new attraction. It is a walkthrough attraction, and it is. I didn't know exactly what to expect, honestly. I'm like, am I just going to like walk in and see like the fountains from Journey into Imagination, which I love Journey into Imagination. I love the little fountains that, you know, hop, skip and jump. And the Splash Mountain used to have it in the laughing place where the water like jumps. So I'm like, is that what this is? No, it actually talks a lot about which, you know, Epcot has always been about education. So education of the water cycle, like, you know, talking about rain and the oceans and the rivers and how different things happen. But everything is interactive. So you walk in and there is, you know, it starts where um, on the left, you have like little streams of water that make sound as you pass your hands through them, almost like strings of an instrument. So you're like playing music on the water. Um, Of course, you have Tafiti around there. You see nods to Moana, Maui, all of that. There is that beautiful um, Tafiti figure that Mm -hmm. everybody has been posting. Um, But it was so cool because like there's a a spot where you stand and you get you like do motions and you make the waves come up. So and the more people you have, like the higher the waves go. Um, uh, There's one that I know we posted as a YouTube short and I think it's on our TikTok and stuff. And I was directing other water. So it's like you stand again, you stand in a certain place and there's sensors and you kind of direct the water and water is splashing up everywhere. Um, There's cool little rain tunnels where nice okay so there's like the driveway and i'm like oh i'm going the driveway and someone's right. like no 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 the water stops i was like what no literally it's a curtain of water and you're just like oh, that's awesome. oh okay i can't believe we're doing this and like it suddenly it's like it just lets mm-hmm. you pass through and then it starts raining again it's just can yeah. you imagine me and the guy the one day that doesn't work when they have to close it you know That's for like right. for maintenance yeah yeah but it's just <laughs> i would say it was such a neat experience um, i love it definitely encourage people to walk through it take your time with it too and mm-hmm. kids i think are just really gonna 
going to go nuts. I mean, uh, it might be one of those things like where you think like the Casey Jr. splash area, right? Mm-hmm. Or like even those pop fountains in just Epcot where kids just go get soaked. And like you're like, okay, you're fully clothed. Or some of our agents, which I've seen walk around barefoot. I mean, that too. Uh, yeah, we've um, seen that. But you, you might just want to consider that there is the option to get wet or you have the option to stay. I, I actually stay dry. So okay. that was my that was my choice. Well, and I think that was my fear is I, I was like, I want to experience it, but I also don't want to walk around like I just did Collie River Rapids twice. Where right, like exactly. Like you and, just got dumped water Because, you know, yeah. chafing is not good at Disney. Nobody likes oh, chafing. Fine. It's just bad. Uh, so, it, I mean, it looks like a large attraction. I don't know how big it, it is. is. Um, it looks it looks really cool. Uh, and I can't wait to go see it. I won't get to see it for a few more weeks when we go down in November. But, yeah, um, sure. yeah it looks really, really neat. It's Quasi-producer really Heather has been several times, and we wanted to get her on schedule. So now it's not worked out. So she gives her love and support yeah. behind the scenes. But um, she but, loved yeah, it. She it. also, she it her too. girls loved it. Well, of course, they are, are a Moana family, hence the they Moana are. mom. They Moana. have a real connection yeah. to Moana. So I imagine this is like made for her. Just like when they finally build a bolt attraction with a rhino sidecar, that's going to be all about <laughs> me, right? Um, Let's go for David Dollar. Exactly, exactly. So I, Disney, by reading... Uh, a brand new book. It can't, when it was announced, like June or so, mm-hmm. I was like, "That's my Christmas list right there." I want this book. Cannot wait. And of course, when the um, when the the audible the audio book was available for mm-hmm. pre order, like in August, I immediately ordered it. It's called MCU: The Reign of Marvel, and it's a 528 page like volume basically. And it's wow. the history of the MCU starting from the very beginning, kind of gives a little bit of intake on how Marvel was started with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and mm-hmm. uh, those guys. I said, Jack Kirby, I'm not sure if that's his name. Um, Jack Kirby is an, it's a legendary, a legendary comic book figure uh, and, and whatever writer and such, but I don't know if that was him. So I want to make sure that I, correct all the yeah right before they at me they're like Jack don't Curry. at me that, don't right? at me it um, might be but fun. it kind of leads up to that and it kind of leads up to how the how iron man and hulk the movies came to be and kind of from there heading on all the way through this just monumental mcu run yeah which as i said before phases one two and three that's something that i don't think we'll ever see again because now audiences are trained oh, to right. expect movies to run together nobody thought that would happen until we started seeing movies intertwined together uh right. and it's 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 really okay. So there's two things about this. One, this is a great book for Marvel fans. It's a fantastic book. The downside is like I wanted a little bit more. I think there are some things yeah. they only touched on that I wanted more of. But at the same time, I have to be fair. This book is 528 pages. I feel like I could have done two of these books and done more mm-hmm. detail, but that's just me being right. a nerd. So I did write down a couple of things. There are a few little, I mean, this thing is full of anecdotes and behind the scenes little stories and stuff. So here's some random facts from okay. this book that you may not know, Jen. Uh, I probably one, don't. They did not want Robert Downey Jr. to be be Tony Stark because if it, at the time, remember he had had troubled past. Mm-hmm. He dealt with yeah, drugs, that's, rehab true, and that's true. He was a movie star who did not make a lot of didn't make a lot of film, not a lot of money, whatever. And John Favreau, the director of Iron Man, fought for him to be in there, and they thought he was perfect. And they did the producers did not want him, so somebody in Marvel leaked to the press that Robert Downey Jr. was likely going to be Iron Man. So of course everybody went crazy over. They're like, "This is so exciting." The producers were like, "Fine." But if he fails, it's on you and you're all fired. I mean, just it was it was a massive right, thing. Right. Thankfully, he he didn't fail. Um, secondly, yeah, I think, I think Marvel, we can safely say that. <laughs> uh, you look at Marvel now, it's this massive entity that's worth yeah. hundreds of billions of dollars mm. or whatever. Well, in the 90s, they were bankrupt. They were nearly bankrupt. They were selling off their pieces, their characters and stuff. Sony was going to purchase uh, this, the rights to Spider-Man for $10 million. Um, they came to Sony and was like, hey, we'll give you everything for $25 million. You give us 25 million, you can have all of it, not just not just the rights to Spider-Man. 
they rejected it and they said nobody gives a exclusive deleted about those other characters all we want is spider-man so literally sony could have had the rights to everything and i don't know that oh they would have gosh. sold to disney i feel like they probably would have gone to, no, to they wouldn't have and, you know, worked worked with universal and so history in the making right there also um Whenever we saw Endgame, the, I'm sorry, Infinity War, mm-hmm. when they, Thanos didn't snap and who faded out, who didn't, a lot of that was based on storytelling, but a lot of that was based on contractual obligations. Like, who is contracted huh. to be movies? They wanted to keep the the the, Avenger, the Avengers 6 in there. They wanted to keep, you know, Iron Man, Captain, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, all those, yeah. Hulk, whatever. They would keep those because this is the Avengers story. They don't want one of them to disappear for an entire film. But at the same time, they also were looking at like, okay, Black Panther, does he stay? Does he go? Uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. does he stay? To Bucky, whatever. So they looked at contracts and stuff and like who gets paid for what? Okay, well, let's save a little bit of money and let him get snapped away and not come back until uh, the end of the next movie. He gets to stay. He gets uh, to go. So there's some of that. Sam Jackson, in his contract, did not want to run. When he made these movies, he's like, I'm not running. I'm like, he's in his 60s at the time. He's like, yeah, I'm not running. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in, Cap- in in the Avengers where he has to run onto the carrier, that the helicarrier platform with a with a, a missile, rocket launcher to try to shoot down a plane. Right. And when he read the script, he called Kevin Feige and he was like, why am I running? And Feige was like, I, I need you to run in this. And of course, Samuel Jackson had a very colorful expression that he I am Kevin so Feige. sure. <laughs> so he, he called him name. Uh, you're going to love this, by the way. Emily Blunt was the one they kind of wanted for Black Widow. They had oh, her in. Really? They looked at her. They wanted her for Black Widow, but she was contracted to do the movie Gulliver's Travels that nobody remembers. With Jack I Black. do not even remember that one. Yes, at she all. did Gulliver's Travels. She was lo- she was caught in this. She could not get out of that, so she could not do Black Widow. Scarlett oh, Johansson no. came in, was a hit. They loved her immediately. Mm-hmm. So there is a world. The Emily Blunt was Black Widow. Interesting. Time, which is really really interesting. And finally, mm-hmm. um, there are several times that Bob Iger had to step in to make things happen. Because huh. one th- whenever they were looking to sell, there's a guy named Ike Perlmutter, and he's kind of one of the executives in the news now because he's actually sold a lot of his Marvel and Disney stock to somebody else. Um, you can look him up. Very, he's a very dominating figure behind the scenes that mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about. But he didn't want to sell to Marvel. Uh, Bob Iger had to step in and call. I mean, did not want to sell to Disney, excuse me. Uh, oh, okay. Bob Iger okay. had to step in and call him you know, and say, hey, let's work this out. He had him up for his ranch for the weekend. They kind of worked it out. Marvel sold to Disney. Uh, later on, whenever Sony and Disney were having, after their movies came out the first time, they were having mm-hmm. some contract disputes. I don't, don't know if you remember that Spider-Man was suddenly not going to be part of MCU anymore. Yeah, I do Sony, remember that. Actually. Sony was like, you did your movies. Now he's ours again, right? And, right. you know, it was really everybody's like we want spider-man and of course tom holland was very upset and called bob Iger and was like hey i just want to thank you so much it was very conciliatory. Yeah. thank you so much for the opportunity whatever blah 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 so he goes on vacation with his family and um you know bob Iger is trying to work all this out so he calls tom holland to try to work the, everything out and say hey mm-hmm. you know what I, I got your message i'm really excited I, we want to make sure we mm-hmm. we work this out tom holland was with his family tom holland was in a bar and drunk at the time so the phone rings he looks down and he tells his dad, he's like, I, I think Bob Iger is calling me. And his dad's like, well, answer the phone. Yeah, but I'm drunk. <laughs> and his dad's like, you'll be fine. You'll be, <laughs> you'll so be fine. The they work it out. I mean, they figured it out. I mean, like what, Holland wanted to stay with, with Disney anyway. But of they, course. They, yeah. Iger was like, hey, don't worry. You, we're not dead in the water yet. We're going to work this out. And of course they did. They made Far From Home, which by the way, and this book does go into some detail about how that happened because that was a mm-hmm. monumental task getting Andrew Garfield, getting Tobey Maguire. They originally wanted Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone to come back for the movie. Oh, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. Um, because they were in the other Spider Man movies too. Right. But both of them read the script and they were like, this movie's great, but it's a little overstuffed. We don't know we, we can we can do this so they were not mm. in the movie at all um the book is like i said a lot of those kind of anecdotes as well and far from home was actually being rewritten 
as the movie was filming. They were had not yeah. did not have a finished script as they were filming the movie because so and so would call and be like, "Okay, I'm in. Let's do it." And so they would have to add that character in, or so and so would call and be like, "Hey, I can't do this. I'm out." So they would have to rewrite like through several pages, take yeah. a character out, put a new character in as they were filming, which is something you never want to happen. But of course, it was one of the mm-hmm. biggest movies of all time. So yeah, MCU: The Reign of Marvel. It's on Audible, sixteen hours and forty minutes if you want that, or five hundred twenty-eight pages on on Amazon. I'm gonna wait. For the trade paperback when it comes out, because I imagine there will be updated stuff in the trade paperback in the in the paperback. Probably, I imagine sure. they'll come out some next year. But uh, but yeah, good book. Um, if you're a Marvel fan, if you die hard, you might be a little unsatisfied, thinking I want a little bit more. But you're gonna have a good time reading this book. Mm-hmm. So so that's MCU. So that's how I Disney was finishing nice. my book. Uh, so let's talk a little bit of news. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah, news. Now a lot of stuff has happened, Jen, since you've been tr- gallivanting all over the world. Which, by <laughs> yeah, the way, right. uh, as you were listening to this audience, you and Kyla, 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 and of course our our beloved agent Alexa, the Down Easter Alexa, will be down in Turks and Caicos doing a sandaly thing. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, sandals and beaches Northeast Regional Fun Conference. Times. We are very excited to be attending, and there are going to be some. Um, booking specials, it, you know, uh, for for that as well. So just kind of stay tuned to our social medias. But yeah, you'll see lots of beautiful pictures of gorgeous. Times. Oh, it's gonna be great. Sandals is it's gonna be awesome because they do fantastic resorts. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, of course, now uh, we're all headed down in in, in mid November mm-hmm. for a big meetup, not an agency retreat necessarily, but just a big meetup. Well, you have four trips between the Turks trip and that trip scheduled in between. Is that right? You're, you're traveling <laughs> well, I have a Turks trip. We're going to Disney <laughs> in the middle of November. I'm going on the Norwegian Viva at the mm. end of November. And yeah, then, I can't wait to hear about Norwegian though. That's going to be a fun. Yeah, that'll trip, be a, so. that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, a it's lot as of if, trips coming up. It's an it's as if you own a travel agency, Jen. It's as if you <laughs> own a Ponastar Travel and are trying yeah. to you know experience all these things. And Brady, I imagine your beloved your 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 husband Brady probably looked at the calendar going. All right, so I get to see Jen here. I get to see Jen there. Yeah. I get to see Jen here. So this is an aggressive <laughs> schedule for me. I, I'm not yeah. typically away this much, but mm-hmm. it just how things worked out this fall. So, but all no, amazing things. So yeah, my my schedule in the spring is gonna be the same thing because I'll do the half marathon in February. I'll do mm-hmm. a family trip in March. I have the Royal Caribbean coming up in April. Uh, my buddy and I are looking at doing a parkology every ride challenge sometime late April, early May. We have the pity party, the Pittsburgh trip in yeah. June, and it's mm-hmm. just it's like. Wow, I got one thing after the other. So, yeah. you know, whew. anyway, so let's get to the news real quick. Of course, the after hours events were announced for Epcot for Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. Go to the glasses for this because getting old. Uh, after hours yeah. events announced for Hollywood Studios and I'm um, not Animal Kingdom, excuse me, Epcot and Magic Kingdom. And it's going to be a fun event. It's going to be a fun time for these after hours events because they start later on in the evening and you can go online and, and uh, so any of our socials and see all sure, the details sure, sure, and sure. stuff. But you'll be able to get in the party at 7. Uh, the party either starts at 9.30 or 10. It goes for about three hours and you have access to just most of the attractions late mm-hmm. at night. Uh, Magic Kingdom usually goes to about 1 a.m. They give out free popcorn. They give out free drinks. Um specialty drinks or not specialty but like free like cokes and things like that bottle drinks and water mm-hmm. and such uh usually free cookies. ice cream sandwiches cookies for ice cream sandwiches or for ice cream you know mickey bars it's specialty ice cream it's not everything don't walk up and be like i want a bunch of dipping dots number one they don't have those but number two it's not for free um so there are some things there but and have you you've done after hours events correct i have it's it's been a bit i haven't done them this year um yeah your glasses are all foggy yeah What's i know they're that? foggy well they're sitting on top of my head and other oh foggy that's why got a wet head because i just showered so uh yeah. that'll anyway, do it so right yeah. um i love i've done two and i loved both of them very very much because 
they unlike the the Christmas party or the Halloween party, they sell a very limited amount of these tickets, which is why they're higher priced. And so you pay a higher price. Right. But there are some points in time when I was walking around Magic Kingdom, I'd walk through Adventureland and there was nobody around me. Like I didn't oh, yeah. see a soul. I'm like I'm getting in a pirate. It's definitely something that can be yeah. worth the money. The um the Tron, I know Tron, I don't know about Guardians, I know Tron is not gonna have a virtual queue. It will be standby for these events. You'll just walk mm-hmm. right on up because of the limited amount of people, which will be great. And so after hours events or something, the, the tickets go on sale pretty soon. Uh so yeah. definitely reach yeah, out to us for that. Um you know, they're not gonna sell out initially. I don't know how many sold out last time. I mean, I so think they will end up selling out. They but, will you know, much point, like yeah. the Christmas party, the Halloween party, day one is typically Typically, yep, <laughs> not a sellout yep. day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh, another thing that happened over the last week, and we're just gonna jump around from park to park here. So we had a passing in Animal Kingdom. Let me pull yeah, it up here. Stefan Mikes, and I, I don't know how to say his last name specifically. It's M I K E S with a little little thingy over the E there. So mm-hmm. Mikis Mikes. Anyway, he is the sitar player at Animal Kingdom Lodge. He passed away earlier this week, so uh, he's kind of a I don't want to say he's a legend because a lot of people didn't know who he was, but if you walk through Animal Kingdom, he's the guy on the on the little pedestal there playing the sitar. Uh, he was in his very recognizable. In his 60s. Very recognizable. He had surgery this week and uh, had a medical emergency and just it just didn't come through for him. So definitely thoughts, prayers for his family as well. Yeah. Um, and for the Disney family, because in Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. a lot of those cast members work in Animal Kingdom solely. Um, and they, yeah. they're they they're close and they, yeah, they know people sure. and they're connected to people. Sure. And you got somebody like this with a specialty. Uh, I imagine he will be missed by a lot of his fans, a lot of his I'm people sure. there that work with him. So, uh, yeah. So there's that over at Animal Kingdom as well. Kevin from Up, you'll find him over at Dino Land USA over at Animal Kingdom versus mm-hmm. just the random areas he was walking around in, um, which I usually see him around the Finding Nemo area, but I'll also see him around in front of Flame Pink Barbecue. So I don't know. Yeah, I've seen him. Area. I don't know that he does either. I think just I, I mean, I've even seen him toward the front of the park. So I, I just think it kind of depends. But gosh, I love Kevin. Mm. <laughs> uh, randomly as well to celebrate National Veterans and Military's Family Month for November, the Air Force Thunderbirds flew over Magic Kingdom, which mm-hmm. they've done before, and for the first time they flew over Epcot. That was uh, cool. this was the this was the seventieth anniversary of the Thunderbirds. The, they're the, they're an air demonstration squadron. Yeah. Um, you know they basically just do shows and things like that. But it's a if you've ever seen them, it is just a cool cool thing to see the jets fly over. Um, mm-hmm. Just having a flyover itself is just really cool. So it is. Uh, Jen, I'm gonna I put actually- this on. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I actually got to listen to the first female Thunderbird pilot speak at our recent Earmark Summit. It was fantastic. Nice. That is really yes, cool. It was absolutely amazing. That is awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and put this on you, Jen, that when I do okay. pass away, I'm going to make sure that you make sure that I have a flyover for my funeral. I think that oh, would be okay, fitting. Yeah. Um, I feel so like... just call somebody, call the Bob who can call somebody else and get that. It would be good. So yeah, just, yeah. Just, I'll just I will get right on that. Like yeah, you're not allowed do. to die for a while. No, so I, I'm okay. It. I'll be for, I'll be okay for a little while. So uh, let's okay. talk about the Run Disney calendar. Speaking of the February event. Oh yes, indeed. They released the 2024-2025 Run Disney calendar, which mm-hmm. is mind blowing to me that we're about to be in 2024, which means 2025 is a year away, which means yeah. Epic Universe is a year away, and a lot. You know, Tiana's. We're we're getting to the point mm-hmm. where we can say. Later on this year, Tiana's Bayou Adventure will open up. 
what we're not there I mean, yet just, but yeah we're getting close yet. we're getting there, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> run through real quick the uh the summer series the run disney virtual series they don't have a theme for it but they'll come up with something for the run disney they will, for sure. i've done it i did it last year they'll probably will do you know one two three five k's they'll have a series of medals i'm probably going to do it again next year uh mm-hmm. next year for disneyland they're doing a halloween half marathon weekend so you can actually register yeah for that's that. interesting um, september 5th through the 8th and i'm not going to run through all the registration dates and stuff because you'll just get lost on that but uh the disney winey don half marathon weekend weekend which is the 31st through the november 3rd coming up mm-hmm. next year which is the end of october starting on halloween uh run disney virtual events so the 12k of christmas which yeah. is the first time thing this year where you're running i want to say like three or four four k's i believe and you get like ornament medals Interesting. i was gonna k's. do it but it's expensive yeah they, they're like four k's they're not five Weird. k's or three k's they're four k's and i want to say you run three of them um or maybe four I don't know, but you get some ornament medals it's a little pricey for me which is why i didn't do it but mm-hmm. it looks cool i might have to purchase for it next year Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, January 8th through the 12th, 2025. Oh what? Oh my gosh, 2025. Why are you saying that date? Uh, January 30th through February 2nd, 2025 is the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend. The Princess Half Marathon, which I know we're all kind of coming together for an agency trip uh, mm-hmm. this year. Well, I guess next year for 2024. For the 2025 version, February 20th through 24th. This is kind of an annual thing for a lot yeah. of us. And I think it's something that I just want to keep doing every year, which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a princess half marathon. So they have the princesses on the medals. Right. And I figure eventually they'll cycle through the 5K and every princess will get represented on the 5K medal. <laughs> so at some point, and there's only like, what, 13 princesses? So 13 years from now, I yeah. might have a 5K. So far, on. you never so know far. who might get a well, so far. Uh, Asha, I think her name is from the Wish coming from Disney Wish coming yeah. off the ship in the movie. I imagine she will be crowned as a princess. Yeah, I, guess, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Um, and the they haven't Disney's... inducted one since May. Since Raya, Raya, did they Raya induct was... Raya? Raya's, did they induct Raya's her officially? Princess. She is an official princess. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. Then um, yeah, because I don't I know who else would be a princess. I'll be honest with you. Well, because they've already talked about Anna and Elsa. I mean, why? Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a yeah. That's a that's a whole thing. That's a whole Asha, thing. <laughs> Asha, is, well, I, I'm guessing Asha will be the next princess. We don't know anything. Nobody's don't told know. us anything. Don't add us. That's just you know, a, this is speculation. Total speculation. Total speculation. We happen. don't know that free dining is coming back at all. That's oh my gosh, David Dollar, don't, do not even. I'm just saying we don't know anything. <laughs> oh my that's gosh, not, why are you? Why? By the way, stop it. That was a joke for the folks. That was a that joke. Was that a wasn't joke. a. What's he trying to say? I'm just saying that was a Please. total joke. Oh my gosh. So I'm sorry. I can't believe Jen even brought it up. Ah. Run Disney Springtime Surprise, April 3rd through the 6th, 2025. Now, the fun thing about these is that, well, the unfortunate thing is that Disney no longer lets travel companies, travel agencies um, book, like book our, our rooms or reservations with the with the actual registration itself. We used to could do that. We actually there, there was a brief period of do time an early registration for clients. Right. And was, so why are we scrambling for it? Our clients were like, yeah, mine's already mm-hmm. my, I'm already registered. Can't do that anymore. However, we can put your strip around it. So if you're looking to going to the springtime yeah. surprise, maybe this April or something, or maybe the wine and dine next year, it's a good mm. idea to go ahead and get yeah. your rooms booked because as you get closer, those rooms disappear. Those will, as those, I found those out will fill up. Last year, wanting to stay at Pop, it was completely sold out. I said, not me. Oh, Jen, I had to stay at at Port Orleans Riverside by myself <laughs> in a in a you know in a preferred room. Blah blah blah. So. Uh, so there is some of that. So let's uh, let's hop on that if you can. The mm-hmm. Festival of the Arts is coming very, very soon in January of 2024. It is a great, fun festival. And it's the shortest festival, honestly, mm-hmm. of the uh, of the whole festival thing. Jen, I have only been to this, this one like once, I think. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about Festival of the Arts. What is it? Why would people go? What makes it different? Putting you on the spot. 
I love the Festival of the Arts. Um, and I think that it is a really different festival just because there are so many interactive elements that some of the other festivals don't have. Now, listen, I love the other festivals too. But yes, you still do get some specialty food. I mean, obviously that's important to all of us. But there's a big mural, um, which they swap out. They typically have like four that they rotate mm-hmm. and right. you get to paint part of the mural they'll be like okay you're gonna be the blue cup whatever and they give you like a little blue cup of paint this is totally free by the way you get to walk up and you paint like with admission squares well with admission correct with admission right included with admission how about that yes Uh, and you can you know obviously your kiddo is probably going to paint squares closer to the bottom uh you know you might take some of the high up ones but it's really neat just to see it take shape and they swap it out like throughout the festival so that you know it's not like oh well it's all painted we can't participate now nope you're gonna be able to participate it's so neat um i know in the past now not in super recent years but um the year pre-covid i was there and there was like a scarf dyeing thing you could like dye your own scarves it was really like neat yeah like marbling like had how the paint was on the water and, Mm -hmm. and then they would sell their wares um there's also I mean, just all sorts of booths around Um, some things that you might also see at the other festivals, but some things like, you know, especially artwork and you will see sometimes Disney artists there who maybe can even sign their art. And um, the Broadway series is amazing. They will bring, I mean, we saw uh, Simba and and Nala from the Lion King performing, you know, in, in Epcot, like it, they'll pick people who have been in like the Disney Broadway series, like on Broadway and not even just like Disney was, but you will see them come and perform. It's, you know, incredible. And just like, you know, flower and garden and, and was food rocks and, um, eat to the beat. There we go. I was like, I know it's there just like those, you know, it is included. Yes, but you can do dining packages, which if you want the special seating, you can do just festival. The arts has so many neat elements, interactive elements. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I love it. I like I said, I've been once. It's just one of those things I'm not able to get to because it is so early in the year. And if I'm going to go in February, yeah. it's, and it's hard only to go six in weeks. January. It's, a it's only six weeks. And so, um, and when we're going down for the weekend, I think it ends right before that weekend starts. Yeah. And so I'm not even sure of the date of, I have to look at the 19th. It, it's January the 12th through February the 19th. And let me look on my handy dandy mm-hmm. calendar here on the 19th, It's which is a Monday. I won't be coming down till Wednesday. So yeah. I will miss it by two days, but mm-hmm. it is a cool thing. And I hate to say it's very artsy, but that's exactly what it is. It's it very, is very artsy, artsy, very though. creative. Um, you know, there's a lot of food and wine obviously concentrates on the food and the wine. The flower right. garden concentrates on the flowers and the food and the wine. Uh, you know, and the festival of the holidays is all Christmas. Well, this is something a little bit different that I don't think gets a lot of mm-hmm. nods anywhere because you know, Magic Kingdom and other and Epcot, uh, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood, whatever they don't concentrate on like artsy things, whereas Epcot yeah. does, and it gives a lot of local artists and artists a chance to come in and just yeah. show their stuff off. Which is there's Absolutely. some there's some stuff in there that I've seen that I'm like, this is amazing. I want this in my house yeah. right now. Oh, seven thousand dollars? No, I can't do it. And so, uh, so yeah, it's it's really cool. So Festival of the Arts is definitely something I recommend to everybody if you can. Uh, finally, bit final bit of news here on this. Uh, Jen, did you hear that they were putting a Haunted Mansion bar on the Disney Treasure? I might have heard something about that. Actually, it came out when we were at Summit. So right. everyone was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it looks cool. What do you, I mean, do you know anything else about it other than just the the, the general information? Just that I, I really only know general just mm-hmm. information. Like it's going to be themed like Haunted Mansion. It's, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some cool elements. Like I'm just picturing. And again, guys, this is nothing anybody said. I'm just 
guessing because like I've been on the other ships and like I'll tell you on the Disney dream they have um in the champagne bar they have this little uh little pink elephant uh from was it Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Winnie the Pooh. Who, yeah, yeah, elephant, yeah. Who will like randomly pop into one of the little bubbles? And it's so fun. It's like a little Easter egg you're looking for, you know. Right. Um, in on, on um, the fantasy and the dream, they have a skyline bar and like we nice. did a tour to the ship and they pointed out things like, yeah, like this this changes every uh, it's like every fifteen minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you look in one of the windows, at least on the we did the tour of the fantasy, so it must have been the fantasy. And they showed like there was like a little guy with a lightsaber or something like that. And he's like, oh, like there are random awesome. little nods, you know, to awesome. IP, like which you don't expect. It was like mm-hmm. it's right. the Madrid scene. There's something, and I might it not be might not be a lightsaber, but there's like hidden Disney elements in there. So I can just imagine based on that creativity, what they could and then technology that's out. Like I could only imagine what they could do. Like, are we gonna see hitchhiking right. ghosts? Maybe. Are we gonna see the hatbox ghost? I mean. I would be shocked if not, because they're bringing the hotbox ghost to Disney World this month. Wait, November. This month. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the end of November. The end of November. End of November. So, so yeah. um, well, yes, when people are listening to this, it is later on this month as recording. Yeah. So technically month, it so, would be yeah. literally. But yeah, I yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I can't wait to see. It's going to be. Well, if anybody's ever been on the the Disney Wish, it's like this. Yeah. It's going to be in the space, the Star Wars hyperspace bar and lounge. Yeah. Um, and it's a small space, but it's very cozy. And and I've heard mixed reviews on the hyperspace lounge, which I loved. I thought it was so inventive and so cool. Really and neat. I love the screen behind it and everything. So I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a hot property on the ship. I imagine oh, everybody yeah. will want to It'll get in fun. there. Um, they may have to do a virtual queue or just yeah. do a standby line, have lines like wrapped around mm-hmm. the building, you know, whatever. But uh, looking forward to that. And as soon as I heard Haunted Mansion, Disney Treasure, which they had announced something like that a long time ago, but this is they finally well, gave some details, it was kind of artist rendering. There was a yeah on the artist renderings. Yeah. There were like some rumors too, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I wonder what this is going to look like. But also, Jen, no free dining in Disney Treasures uh, Haunted Mansion Lounge either. So just so we clear that up, just <laughs> oh, so the audience knows. So glad you that cleared that up. None of that there. Later on, she's going to call me and be like, why'd you keep saying free dining? Stop it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that the Halloween season is over, real quick, what's your favorite scary movie? Do you have a favorite scary movie? I hate all scary movies. I hate uh, literally every scary movie. Now, I will. I do like M. Night Shyamalan. Does that count? Like, I like I it. Like does. Well, some of his stuff can be scary. Something can be scary. Yeah, I mean, it could be like suspenseful. Sixth a little creepy. Um, six yeah, little, yeah. Little, little, little weird. And so my favorite uh, of his is Signs. I love Signs. Yes. Signs is good. Uh, his last movie that came out was was it old? I think that came out last. Oh, was oh. It? no, he came out with one this year called Knock at the Cabin. Um, I haven't seen with, that one yet. It's. It's more sci-fi than anything else. I I like it because you're plunged right into the situation of it. It's got uh, uh, Jonathan Groff, who has placed Kristoff. Oh, yeah. And also Ron Weasley. Uh, Rupert Grint is in this (laughs) as well, which is kind of fun to see him actually in a role that's not pottery, which is interesting. But you know Um, what's funny is he's actually in the M. Night Shyamalan. um, There's a 30-minute show. What is it? On Apple TV, I think it is, called The Servant. And he's in that. Ron Weasley is in that. That's probably why he built the relationship. My favorite scary movie. Favorite scary movie is Poltergeist. Straight up. We've talked about that before. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, it's no, it's one of the best pure ghost stories you're ever going to see. Uh, I can watch it now and be fine. When I was a kid, it terrified the absolute cra- crap out of me. It was awful. Uh, but I love it now. Very well told story. A lot of stories behind a lot of lore behind that as well. So look that up. But that's that's Halloween. But now we're moving into Christmas. Jen, favorite Yay. Christmas movie. Do you have a favorite Christmas film? Do I have a favorite Christmas movie? I mean, that's so hard to say. I mean, besides uh, four Christmases. Uh, actually, that was not my favorite. It's it, that's like like number six. Um, <laughs> on any given day, like I will say, White Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. It's like that's a must. I've already watched it this year. Of course. You slash. Yes. I watched it before Halloween. I don't care. Um, and then the other two that I can't constantly have to watch would be um National Lampoons Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation yep. and Elf. Um, okay. Muppets gets up there too. I love Muppets Christmas Carol, but that's not an all the time thing. Whereas at right. any given time, I can have White Christmas, Elf, or National Lampoons on in the background. I will quote the stuff. I don't need to be like focusing on it. I just like it. I just want to see it. That's all. Love it. One of my <laughs> one of my favorites. Well, I have I have three big ones. Three that I love. Okay. Christmas Story. Of course, everybody loves Christmas Story. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray in Scrooge, which oh, is a, a modern day retelling of the uh, uh, of the Christmas Story. And yeah, I love that's a great that movie. One. It's one of my favorites as well. Um, also, I. White Christmas is like Meet Me in St. Louis, where there's really just a Christmas aspect to it in the movie. And it's there's a whole lot of movie that's not about Christmas that has Christmas stuff in it. Or am I thinking of Holiday Maybe I'm thinking of Holiday Inn. There's one yeah, of those. There's a little like, bit of Holiday Inn because this okay. is focused around like it happens on Christmas Eve. It's the iconic like the red. Okay, that's, that's and, I mean, so, yes, yeah. there's a lot of it that's not necessarily about Christmas, right. but it is sort of like a driving point of the whole right. thing. Like I love Meet Me St. Louis with Judy Garland. Oh, it's great. And it's 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 classified sometimes as a Christmas film, but it's like one scene happens at Christmas yeah. with that great Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas song. And the rest of it's not Christmas, but people are like, it's a Christmas movie. We love it. And it's just, it's- Yeah, White Christmas um, actually starts with it being Christmas mm-hmm. Eve in World War II. So like yes. there is that element okay. that kind of like tracks yeah. through the whole Confession, thing. Confession, I don't care for It's a Wonderful Life. I just, I don't. I think it's overrated. I just don't really I care for it that much. Fine. I've seen it like twice ever. I'll never watch it again. Uh, oh, you know what? And I know people are like, why are we not people talking are like Disney? already adding you? Like, we're losing last, followers as we last speak point on this. My okay, so I have to say this. Probably my absolute favorite Christmas film um, is a movie from 1984. Please do not the tell Ni- me it's called Die Hard. No, it's called The Night They Save Christmas. It's okay. got, I believe, was it Jacqueline Smith? Paul Lamatt, oh, Art Carney, and it's this TV movie where there there's a workers up in North Pole, and they're like they're drilling for oil up there, and Santa Claus comes to the family and is like, "You guys have got to stop drilling because you're going to destroy North Pole City. The real oil is found over here on the other side. Go there, you're going to get you're going to start get rich." And this whole thing of like how it's so silly. And I love it so much. It's just, it's, it's funny. I've never seen I don't know it. how many people out there have even heard of this movie. Probably not I a lot. If, if you, if you listen to me on the movie podcast, the Deuce Cast movie show, I talk about this movie every Christmas because it's my favorite. Um, but I, I love that little, that stupid little movie, <laughs> the night they save Christmas. And so anyway, let's talk about Disney Christmas. stuff. <laughs> we want to kick off real quick, do a holiday preview. And some of the stuff you've heard us talk about before, we're, we're going to kind mm-hmm. of encapsulate it all together, kind of jump little topic to topic. And of course, the first thing is the, the very Merry Christmas party. Yes, which starts November, th- which starts November 9th, actually. It does. That date is now sold out. Uh, yes. The 9th and the 10th are sold out of November. The 1st of December is sold yep. out. And the and uh, the 22nd of December, which is the final night of the party. And the tickets, which run is not surprising, 169 to about 199, depending yeah. on the night you go. Uh, this is a party that if you've never gone, I suggest you go if you yeah again this is one of those it can be pricey especially for a larger family so it's like it's a little more of a and all of these things that are extra ticketed i will say this right off the top if you can if you have the fund and you're okay with spending the money i would suggest you go Mm -hmm. don't mortgage your house for this don't don't crazy go crazy for this but uh over the course of the evening and then the party you're going to have minnie's wonderful christmas time fireworks you're going to see mickey's wonderful christmas time parade um there will be disney disney characters dressed in their Christmas finery all throughout the park, which is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have cookies and cocoa. They have like a cookie trail all the way through the park. You can go different spots and get free cookies and free, co- uh, free yeah. cocoa and eggnog sometimes. Um, they're going to be decor all over the place. It snows on Main Street. It's just 
it's I mean, if you love Christmas, it's just a cool environment to be with. Like, I feel like yeah. the cast members that they yeah. are extra into it. They wear the cool Christmas vest. And like, if, you know, I guess they volunteer to work it or whatever, because they're just so mm-hmm. happy and everybody's so festive and so excited. Jen, your thoughts on the Christmas party. I know you've been to a couple. I have. I love it. I mean, Christmas is my favorite time of year. So I love that they make it snow on Main Street. You know, of course you get this and, uh, you know, cookies and cocoa and all of that, you know, great character meets. Um, the weather is, you know, a little bit cooler, you know, so mm-hmm. you're, and then the nighttime Christmas parade. So I really do. I, I think the Christmas party is just a ton of fun and, uh, I definitely think it's worth going to, to check out. The, the photo pass opportunities are great. They're also oh, amazing. A, yeah. A foodie guide for all the food that's going to be there, which, which is I like. I am I'm really sad that I'm not I don't know that I'm going to go to a Christmas party this year because mm-hmm. I do other things during our trip because I've been to several uh, but I'm like some of that food looks fantastic although yeah. there are some things available at resorts and Disney Springs so I may have to you know check out mm-hmm. some of those things as well uh, also happening which I will be going to which I think you will be going to as well and that's Jollywood Disney's Jollywood uh, over at Hollywood Studios and I this is a new event, brand new event. It's only held for like 12 nights. Uh, November the 11th and the 18th are sold out as well as mm-hmm. December the 16th. This is one of those things that slowly but surely things are beginning to sell out. Yeah, on these, these things. which I figure. So I figure, and because for a long time, none of it sold out. And I think people are like, what's a Jollywood? I don't even know what this is. Uh, but it looks super fantastic it it's, so it's gonna be over at hollywood studios and i don't want to say it's more adult theme but i feel like some of the stuff is geared more toward adults adults not that it's an adults only or it's a it, just no a not at all but, but there's things the adults are excited for exactly so well, some of the things you're gonna find over at jollywood and now i'm vamping here because i got oh no my... listen i'm gonna go ahead and tell you uh, tip top club. Oh, this is what yes. brady novotny is so excited about that is what actually made the decision for him to go down i was uh, like okay yeah like i'll just go down because like so many of my team's going down i really want to go right. down and, and see everything and i i want to go to jollywood he's like yeah that's fine i'm gonna like i probably should stay home and work i was like okay that's fine he comes into my office and he's like i was just reading about um about this jollywood thing i was like mm-hmm. yeah he's like they're doing the tip top club i was like yeah he's like well i'm coming i was like all right so we we're so excited <laughs> tower of terror is like one of our favorite rides mm-hmm. we love like that whole theming of like the you know 20s 30s like we right. love the art deco right. stuff and we have always we always love to look at details right so if you walk past the photo counter on the way before you get to the gift shop on the right hand side by the arch there is a menu for the tip top club showing what was being served mm-hmm. in you know on whatever october 31st 1939 or whatever it was and you can see the whole menu. I have pictures of it. And we're like, oh, that should totally make a tip top club. And now they are in the yes. courtyard. And so we're going to be there. So that's yes. what I'm excited about. Uh, I'm I'm excited about that as well, because again, I don't know what, really what to expect. I didn't know anything about the tip top club until it was announced for the Jollywood Nights. And now I'm like all excited about it. Uh, also returning the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, which is going to be awesome. It's a nighttime spectacular, which they have cool. shown since before COVID. Uh, right. It's been a lot. It's been a minute. Wayne and Lanny from Prep and Landing, which is a show that yeah. I don't even know if it's on the air anymore, but it, uh, they're I there. On Disney gonna... Plus. Uh, so they're going to be there. Uh, the Disney Holidays in Hollywood Theater of the Stars. And this is what I'm excited about because it's hosted by Kermit Miss Piggy. Uh, That's going to be the, so the, cool. The Muppets will be on there doing a musical variety mm-hmm. show with Belle and Tiana and Mickey and Minnie. And um, they've released some renderings on it, what it's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, if you're a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, the Hyperion Theater, which usually shows the Frozen show. Yes. Uh, we'll be doing a sing-along, which is going to be 
insane. If you're a fan of that, you want to be there because the people that go in there will be singing at the top of their lungs to all. 100%. And so you'll want to be there. Such a cult classic. it's such one a of our, our our good friend and show show collaborator, uh, Kyla, Kyla, Kyla has mentioned to me a couple of times. She's excited about the holiday fiesta in El Cal, uh, in La Cal, whatever it's called. It's basically a Latin street fair over at the commissary lane, um, yes. which they're going to have Mexican hot cocoa cheesecake and zero proof pina colada. Mexican hot cocoa is really good. I mean, it's got cinnamon in I'm, it. Well, it's I'm a little in. spicy, though. You don't like spicy. Oh, that's true. Well, I'll probably will step on somebody else's until it's gone and then not pay for it. So, uh, yes, as you mentioned, the Twilight Story at uh, the Tip Top Club, that's going to have a live band with dancing and cocktails and such. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have jazzy holidays at the Hollywood Brown Derby. So there'll be mm-hmm. something like that. They'll have a DJ spinning holiday tunes. Uh, complimentary. That's a word you don't hear with Disney very much, but complimentary photo pass downloads with special yes. magic shots will be there. Uh, they're going to have different characters like Powerline Max will be there. Phineas yeah. and Herb, Edna Mode at Frozone over at Pixar Plaza. Mickey and Minnie will be dressed in their Hollywood inspired mm-hmm. Hollywood glitz and glamour. Uh, a lot of the attractions will be open. We know Rock and Roller Coaster, Twilight Zone, Terror, mm. Terror Slinky Dog, uh, Smuggler's Run. Rides I don't even care about riding a single thing so, that night. No, I don't know that I'm going to ride all. very much. I am going to walk around no. and get photos and like yes. just experience the things. It's, like I do not even care about riding. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> And and so are you, do you have your dress ready? Do you have your, your outfit ready for it? I have uh Brady has figured out what he's wearing. I have a couple mm-hmm. of options. So I need, mm-hmm. need to kind of look at the weather and we're we're definitely going with kind of the theme. And I, there is going to be like a red petticoat underneath my dress. I'm just throwing nice. There. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's like I'm still looking at mine. I can't decide if I want to go like loud with like a light up blazer or something that with the Christmas lights mm-hmm. all over it, or kind of get more in the in the theme of like the, the the 30s Jollywood, whatever. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm gonna do something fun. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have something fun, or I have some actually full length frozen pajamas, and I might just wear I mean, Olaf pajamas all the way through. Oh, and so, God. <laughs> so why not? And uh, you know, wear some frozen crocs or something. There is definitely going to be a vintagey theme happening. Yes, and so <laughs> I, I I have been looking at uh, local thrift stores, just kind of getting a vintagey thoughts mm-hmm. and what I want to do, and you know, and and kind of like that spirit of Halloween, of course, is open everywhere. So I might have to go step in there and see what I can find. So there's some of that. Um, now the dates for these, we've had three dates sold out, um, yeah. as I mentioned before. Uh, so if you want to go to Jollywood again, it's it's an extra ticketed event. I would suggest getting your tickets now, and I tell people as soon I think as it's you be know. You want to go get your tickets. We're happy yeah. to get them for you here at Upon a Star. Um, it, there are, they are non-refundable. Sometimes, sometimes you can transfer them depending on if things happen. But that is a conversation you have to have with mm-hmm. Disney directly. That's, they don't have a blanket statement on that. So that is a yeah. sometimes. So don't be don't be scared if you don't be mad if you call up and be like, you told me I could transfer it. No, just I didn't. plan that they're non-refundable. Just, just plan, plan that they're, they're non-refundable. Exactly. <laughs> so the gingerbread houses are also coming back. And there is a whole thing about the gingerbread houses, which I am super excited about. Of course, everybody knows about the one in in uh um, mm. in Grand Florida. Grand Flow. Grand Flow, the life-size gingerbread house, which they're going to start building out very, very soon. Uh, you walk in there, and it's it's basically a life-size. You can probably – you don't want to, but you could eat or could have eaten at one time most of the ingredients on this house itself. You can yeah, walk I mean, by the time it's shellacked on, you're not – Yeah, you don't want to do that, but I mean – But it is making it, it's real gingerbread. So, it's really, really cool. And we love going there too because we get our fill on cookies and hot chocolates and cake pops yeah. and things like that. So, and plus it's at your home resort, your, your grand flow, which is going to be great. Um, some of the other traditions they have this year, or they have at the, uh, the, the gingerbread and the resort displays. And please let me know if I miss something. Of course, we know about the gingerbread at Grand Floridian. A contemporary always has a chocolate display and they always have something coming up. Um, 
and it's going to should be open actually early November. Uh, we don't, did, did they announce what the theming was going to be for this year's chocolate display in contemporary? I don't know that they did. If I so, I missed it. I, I, and I haven't, I haven't looked super closely, but I, um, but they always do have a chocolate display and it's yes. always amazing. Like I know there was, yep. it was frozen yep. one year and yeah, so it'll be neat. Yep. Uh, the beach club resort does a chocolate carousel, which is we entirely do. of chocolate. You cannot ride it. it. You cannot sit on it, but it's a life-size carousel made of chocolate. The spin, mm-hmm. uh, the horses are created with chocolate, sugar, and fondant along with hand-painted characters and handcrafted gingerbread shingles, which by the way, in all of these that we mentioned, there are little kiosks and places to purchase all of these yes. ingredients. I mean, you can't build your own chocolate carousel. Mm-hmm. I guess you could, but you know, it's the ingredients to build a yeah. chocolate carousel are not there. But if you want, you know, you want chocolates and cookies and gingerbreads and whatever, it's all there. Uh, mm-hmm. They also have over the marketplace an actual like a chocolate little setup. Uh, I'm sorry, this is over at Boardwalk. A little like display um, based on something at Crescent Lake. And last year they actually built a, a gingerbread and chocolate boardwalk display yeah which i had never seen it was really really cool i mean everything was like miniature and everything and just it was it was a cool little setup and stuff and i just i loved it i thought it yeah. was very very cool uh they have the large life-size animals over at the gingerbread displays at animal kingdom lodge so that will be there mm-hmm. uh this year they're they're introducing the yacht club resorts gonna have a gingerbread display we don't know what that looks like or what it's going mm-hmm. to look like but they're gonna have something there for them as well uh, and all of your resorts are gonna have the large christmas trees and stuff um They'll have different displays. Is there anything I'm missing? Are there? I know there are a couple of other uh, deluxe resorts that might have something, but is there anything? Yeah, I'm missing I mean, you you've hit a lot of the big ones. I mean, mm-hmm. all all of the resorts love to go all out. Like you said, the ginormous Christmas trees. You know, they all the, the, we talk, the Christmas tree trail at Disney Springs. I was going to get to that in really a second. A, yep. A trail, yep. But yeah, like there's lots of Christmas trees there. Right. So there's just, you know, Disney is such a fun place for the holidays. It is. I, it's great. Know, I can't wait. Um, as you mentioned, the Christmas tree trail that's over at Disney Springs, and it's free to go because it's Disney yeah. Springs. And they used to actually have a trail where you could like walk trail, trail. one trail after the other. And since COVID, they kind of spread it out through. And I think they're going to do it again. I think that's going forward what they'll do. Uh, yeah, is they spread, so. There's like 20 or 25 trees spread out through, through the mm-hmm. entire expanse of Disney Springs. And they're all decorated differently. You're going to have a Beauty and the Beast tree. You're going to have there a was frozen like a haunted tree. Mansion tree. Haunted was... Mansion tree. You'll have one for Toy Story or Pixar. You'll have one i mean who yeah. knows where they're, they're going to come up with there was one that i saw that was that was disney cruise line tree yeah 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 and it's fun to co- to quote unquote collect them all to get pictures of all of them as you walk through um there's a bunch of them though you can get a little passport mm-hmm. a little map to tell you where they all are and so uh they're just they're just everywhere some are kind of small some are massive yeah. and it's just it's cool to go find them uh one of the final things here is the candlelight processional over at epcot which of course yes. they have celebrity speakers come in and they tell the story of christmas and uh they have a, the epcot choir behind them it's a, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful it's display. It's such a beautiful um, thing. The music is amazing. Um, yeah. For those of faith, it really is hit a little bit even more. But mm-hmm. even if you're not not a faith, it's okay because I, it's still a, a great story. It's a Oh, great, I know people who are too, who yeah. still love it. They say it, yeah. it, it, they, it's such a, because it's such it's a just, beautiful. Exactly. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful thing. show. Beautiful yeah. show. Um, so Jen, there are, of course are uh, dining packages available, which Mm-hmm. Depending on who the narrator is, Neil Patrick Harris may be sold out versus somebody else. There are a lot of them are sold out anyway. Um, they sold they have, perfectly. They have different restaurants that you can do dining packages, yeah. which guarantees you kind of early entry and special seating into the into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody doesn't do a dining package, or maybe they when they go, their dining packages are sold out. Um, there's still the Regal the Regal Eagle, which you can go yes. do same day uh, mm-hmm. counter service until they sell out. Um, but Jen, tips for getting to the Candlelight Processional, things that maybe. Maybe adults and yeah. maybe families need to know. 
you need to know that you're going to want to get in line early. I mean, I, and, and as much as, you know, you have other priorities in the park that day, if candlelight processional is a priority and you do not have a dining package, uh, I mean, keep an eye on the line because people will line up early for the shows. So, you know, pick which one you want to go to, keep an eye on the line. Um, I would like walk past earlier in the day than you think. So if you were like wanting a 5 p.m. show, I don't even know that there's a 5 p.m. show, but let's just go with it, right? Like if there's a 5 p.m. show, I would walk by at like two and just say, because there might even be a line for like, if there's like a 3 p.m. show, like, hey, you know, cast member, what, what are you thinking? What have you been seeing? What time should I get here? Let the cast member sort of help guide you. But I would say, you need to be prepped to line up like an hour in advance anyway. And some people will probably go even, you know, beyond that, but right. um, they do have multiple performances throughout the day. So 515, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and 830. Okay. And so I, used, again, I knew the five was, it was usually a yeah. first number. So. Depending on the narrator itself there, I mean, for the, for the 830 show, you may mm-hmm. have people lining up at seven o'clock and you, you may absolutely like, may. Seven o'clock show. No, the seven o'clock show is already sold out completely. Mm-hmm. We're here for the 830 show. Um, yeah. People will line up early for the five. And the show. thing is like, yeah. if, if it gets full and like people want to see the show, they might end up just mm-hmm. like staying in line. Like, so if the five fifteen show, if you're like lined up at four fifteen, and right. you know, depending on how long that gets, maybe then people will be waiting. Cause you said six fifteen, So like right. maybe mm-hmm. for the, for the following hour. So, you know, just plot some time. Usually mm-hmm. people are cool. Like if you need to take a rest, Room break, like people get it. Like yeah. <laughs> you, could, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> trade so off. Looking at, looking at the narrators, honestly, I think that the three big ones, in my opinion, are going to be John Stamos, Neil yes. Patrick Harris, and yes. Brandon Frazier. Absolutely. Brandon Frazier, I think, and Joey McIntyre. So I'll say four. I think oh, those yeah, will four. be the big ones. That's the ones that I mean. If you want the five PM show. You may want to start watching mm-hmm. that line around two or three o'clock. They're going to, they're actually not going to let you line up until a certain point. Um, Correct. But they'll tell you nine. when they're going to yes. let you. And exactly. then you can at least be exactly. nearby. Right. Like you can so just like, plan for that. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to, you can go and look, I'm not going to be like, well, this person's not going to have anybody. There are some that I don't think will be quite as popular. Um, but people love you know? the candlelight processional and it might exactly. not matter. Like if that's when your trip is right. and you want to see it. Then you're gonna see yeah. it, you know. Yeah, we had it. I've seen it a couple of times. The last time we saw it uh, was Jody Benson, and oh, was amazing, phenomenal. Um, she got out. She's she amazing. A little bit and everything. She was amazing. She sang a little bit. She sang with the choir. Oh, it was great. Yay. Um, yeah, we had a dining package. We had Rose and Crown dining package, so mm-hmm. we were able to get in there and seat, sit down where we need to sit down. And um, and there is something to be said for that package because it is it can be pricey. It can. But if you if the the show is that important to you. Getting that good seat and knowing you don't have to line up so far in advance that mm-hmm. that, that that takes care of your time yeah. and you're paying more for it, but your time is what you're recouping. So you know, mm-hmm. there is something to be said for that. So anything else we missed in terms of the holiday stuff coming up? I know there's a lot we didn't get to, but um, well, overall, I mean, I think that's like such a big and a good overview for what yeah. is going on. And so, you know, if you are heading down to Disney or you want to take a last minute trip, we can probably find you availability, you yes. know, now yep. not necessarily for the Christmas parties or the Jollywood, right. like those things sell out, but you right. know, we could get you down there, um, you know, and, and it's a, such a magical way to celebrate the holidays. Now, last two things here, and I'll talk about Thanksgiving because I've been three times with my family, with a family of five, mm-hmm. a family of seven, and a family of 14, all over Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. And people ask me about Thanksgiving week, and I tell them the same thing. With a plan, it's not bad. It can yeah. be very busy. Um, I've done it. It's been very busy. Now, they're they're dropping the 2 p.m. Um, park hopping rule starting January the 9th. I don't know if now that's going to lead to, and they're dropping park reservations. So I don't know if next Christmas we'll start looking again where they kind of close the park to capacity because we haven't had that in a long, long time. In and a long so, time, but I do feel like that will be that, a thing again. Well, they're going to have to because you know, fire code more than anything else. Um, 
Thanksgiving, it's one of those things where with a plan and of course, you know, here's the sales yeah. pitch, travel agents upon a star travel or whoever your agent may be will help you with those plans. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is not a bad time to go. The week after Thanksgiving, also a great time to go too, because everybody just yeah. went Thanksgiving or they're going Christmas. However, however, comma, a lot of people have figured that out. And that week yeah. is starting to get busier as the years have gone by. Yeah. And that have been that's the case almost everywhere. I have been Christmas. I have been Christmas. Tips on Christmas, um, good time to go, good time to take the family. Uh, what are tempering expectations? Christmas, hey, you so. have to have a plan. It's mm-hmm. doable with a plan, but you also can't go expecting that there's not going to be anybody there because it's Christmas right. because it's going to be maxed. Um, yes. Now, I did Christmas 2020, uh, so literally it, it was, you know, it, it was at capacity, but it right. was, you know, a limited capacity. Uh, that said, I mean, I was still waiting in line for things like Jungle Cruise had like a, over an hour line. You know, that's but when you're going on a holiday, right. you go for the experience and we were fine if we didn't write a whole lot of things. Um, what's interesting, though, is like the day after, like a lot of people are kind of sleeping in. Mm-hmm. So or maybe I'm thinking more like New Year's Day, but like you can actually get some things done. But if you go with a plan and with the proper expectations, you can get some really cool things done. And I um, I love being there on Christmas Day. And then we're doing New Year's this year. So also we've done nice. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, bananas, but so much fun. <laughs> yes. Well, it's also one of those things, and I will say this for Thanksgiving Day too, but Christmas and, and, and New Year's, it's one of those by noon, you should have your park set. You should know where you're oh, going to go. You Don't need roll to into be Epcot in at park. 5 p.m. thinking I'm going to go find my space no, for, the, for the fireworks. You're not. Um, you know, Or be in the park. Let that be your day that you don't park up. Like that's your day for the park. You go in. And you're and, in and you're and in and to you're it. In. <laughs> exactly. Because again, for next year, and I'm sure we'll get to this in episode 225 mm-hmm. or something. Uh, next year for Christmas, they will start. They, I don't know that they will or not. My expectation is that they will start limited capacity into the parks and they will have the sign Probably. up that says park closed to capacity, that kind of thing. Also, no free dining that we've heard mm-hmm. of. Uh, just for you, Jen. So, <laughs> so yeah, so um, if we, there are rooms available right now. There are rooms now. If you come there up are. to us with a family of six and you're like, we want to get the Polynesian, two rooms... You're probably not going to do that, but Correct. you know, if you're okay with like, you know, well, we'll take French Quarter, you know, we'll we'll take Pop, yeah. we'll, we'll take we'll take Animal Kingdom Lodge standard room, that's fine. Let's hey, let's let's chat, let's talk about it. So, <laughs> Jen, you're leaving. You're in Turks and Caicos as we speak right now, or as you listen right now. Listen. So, how can people follow you in all your magical adventures? At upon a star, Jen, or my personal Instagram at Jen underscore Navani. Perfect. Follow, of course, Kyla at DisneyGeek27 on Instagram. Follow our friend Alexa, the Down Easter Alexa, at Aponistar Alexa, also on Instagram as well. So follow them. And, of course, at the Moana Mom, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the show. Follow me on Instagram at the Magic on a Dollar. Follow me on Facebook at Magic on a Dollar and Disney on a Dollar, which, by the way, I'm approaching 10,000 follows on my Disney page, Yay. Disney on a Dollar. Crossing my fingers, uh, hoping to get there in the next couple of weeks, which would be great. Uh, you know, 10,000. What do I do with that? I have no idea, but I'm just very happy to even to even get there. So uh, follow, of course, Upon a Star Travel on uh, all the socials, TikTok and all those kind of places as well. Um, Twitter, X and you know Facebook and such. And of course, the MSE podcast at, at gmail.com is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, things like that. Uh, at .com is our website and all the stuff. Of course, you'll hear the wonderfully voiced Katrina give you all that information at the end of the show. So Jen, holiday preview as this episode drops again, you'll be in yeah. Turks and Caicos, but as of right now, you're not. So 
have a great trip. I'm sure that I still Thanks. will talk to you because the internet internet apparently works at Sandals too. So I'm sure apparently. that we will communicate <laughs> and I will call you with some a inane story about something and you'll be like, I'm on the beach. Why are you calling me? Because I can. That's, <laughs> this is your job. Answer the phone, woman. And so <laughs> Steph's the same way. She's like, why are you calling me? Because I have to. So have fun, you guys. Until next week. Of course, that is Jen. I am Dave. This is the Main Street Logical Podcast. And until then, don't forget to thank your Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.